How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. A rejuvenated co-host to your right. Mm. Do you know why? Why? Because enough days have gone by that I've forgotten the Denver game. Wow. Already? Already. I am you know, focused on this week. I kind of like. I kind of forgot the Denver game in like at like halftime. Like I kind of oh, ridded God. it out of my memory at halftime and, and kind of see this. This is where you and I differ. You're amazing at letting things go, <laughs> man. They it lingered for three days with me. Yeah, but it's gone now. We're moved on, and we're all moving on. on to week ten as we uh, week come to, ten come to preview week ten. We are over halfway through this season, uh, flying by as always. You know the NFL season. Uh, you have to cherish it while it lasts because once it's gone, you know, the off season seems to take forever. But once we're in the season, you know, it's gone in, in just a couple yeah. of months. So, uh, we'll you know, in. also, also importantly, uh, you know, you got to let people know y- yesterday was uh, the kickoff for UCF men's basketball. Yeah, kickoff and, to, uh, to, uh, to college basketball, some really good games. And then UCF obviously kicking off as well. What, what was it like on the bench of your first uh, student manager game? Yeah, it was, it was an awesome experience, you know, getting, uh, getting to see, you know, college game up close, you know. Uh, looks, looks like it's going to be a good season. Uh, there was a lot of good first games for college basketball. There was, like, some buzzer beaters. You saw some of the hyped-up rookies, you know, Amani Bates uh, on, on Memphis. Yeah. Memphis is going to be a really good team in really basketball good. this year. Duke beating Kentucky. Uh, there, there is some uh, – Kansas really looked good, too. Yeah, Kansas too. Uh, there's some really good rookies. I mean, probably the best of them all. Chet Holgram on uh, Gonzaga is an absolute beast. Like the next coming of you know KD because of how he's built like a freaking tarantula and and long and lengthy can shoot <laughs> and dribble. But there's a lot of good freshmen this year. Th- this year should be a very exciting year of college basketball. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff we can get into with that. Uh, then some headlines before we get into uh, uh, the NFL and previewing Week Ten, giving you our start and sits. Uh, how about Cam Newton back in the NFL, re-signing with I'm his former team in the Carolina Panthers? Sam Darnold goes down with an injury. He'll be out a while. Uh, P.J. Walker has not looked at really good at all. Uh, so no. Cam Newton comes in, and uh, not this week, but possibly in the next couple of weeks, uh, could be starting for his former team once again. Are, uh, are you more shocked that Cam is back in the league or that Cam is back with the Panthers? I, I am. I think I knew it. That he'd return to the league maybe eventually, but to go back to the Panthers where it, like it ended, I did not, I didn't see that coming. Uh, that that yeah. was especially with a new owner, with the new, new with GM, the new coach, and without new coach. Rivera yeah. there too. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. it, it. Definitely caught me off guard. And then the OBJ sweep, uh, sweepstakes uh, riddled down to a couple teams. Uh, is there other teams still in the mix? Uh, we talked about uh, him getting released, cleared waivers, and now he's a free agent. So we'll talk about where we think he's going to go. Uh, he said. That he's going to take a couple days to decide, so probably either after this week, uh, he'll be take on your time, roster. OBJ. Take your and, time. Uh, it, you know, the, you know, it's only like there's only eight games left in the season, but you just, know, take your time. Yeah, take your time. But he'll be on a he'll be on a uh, contenders roster, so we'll see what impact sure. he can make, uh, and we'll talk about that as well. But then we'll get into NFL Week Ten. We'll preview that. Uh, so we got a lot of stuff to get into. Let's run it. Steps into it, pass, it's caught. Diggs, sideline, touchdown, unbelievable. Vikings win it. 
let's begin with the headline of actually the morning that we're recording this. It'll be the uh, day before when this comes out Friday morning. But Cam Newton, how about him going to the Carolina Panthers, signing you know a deal for the remainder of the season to go in and probably compete and probably eventually in the next couple of weeks be the starting quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, we have Sam Darnold obviously going down with an injury. He'll be out probably for the foreseeable future, maybe, you know, the season since we only have a couple weeks, uh, you know, eight weeks left. Uh, so P.J. Walker is the starting, you know, quarterback for, for now. Uh, they signed Cam Newton, and I'm assuming, you know, with that signing, he'll he'll take a week to, you know, get adjusted to that offense, and he'll be the starting quarterback, you know, as the Panthers probably are still going to be in it uh, for a wild card, you know, seeing how that last seed is for the NFC this year, how weak it may be. Up in the air. So mm-hmm. is Cam Newton, you know, do you, do you like the signing for the, the Panthers, first of all, to bring him back in? And do you think that if he takes over, you know, you know, this or next week, do the Panthers at four and five, maybe four and six after this week, if, you know, I assume they go down the Cardinals with P.J. Walker, four and six, does Cam Newton have any, you know, juice left in him to, to, to possibly get them to the playoffs? Yes. And I say that because you prefaced it perfectly. That last seed, the the third wild card, yep. will be a 500 or just barely over a 500 team. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're in the mix with it. I don't think, you know, you got Atlanta and you have, you know. Yeah, so, so, so basically let's look at it from this week. Before we, yeah. we're going to get into the games more in depth, but Atlanta plays Dallas, Carolina plays Arizona, Minnesota plays uh, the Chargers, I believe, and Seattle plays Green Bay. Like, right. I'm not going to get to our, our picks yet, but those are four teams that should probably lose to four teams that are better than them. That'll, all, that'll put Atlanta at four and five, Carolina at four and six, Minnesota and Seattle at three and six, like, Cam Newton, I think, has a chance to come in. Mm-hmm. Probably, I don't even know what to say at this point because of how bad Sam Darnold's been, but probably be like an upgrade from Sam Darnold because that's how bad he was. Sure. Uh, so And P.J. Walker is garbage. Yeah, so Sorry, nice guy, but terrible quarterback. I think Carolina has shown they have the defense to do it. They have the weapons. Right. But when Sam Darnold and, was playing good. And McCaffrey's really good, getting healthy. Right. When Sam Darnold was playing good and McCaffrey was healthy, they were playing good. Those two things... Yeah went sideways and they started playing bad. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what Cam Newton can do uh, and come back on this offense. But I think it's an intriguing signing, a signing that I didn't see coming uh, for him going back to, you know, his form, his former team. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, for four and a half million dollars, you know, it's definitely worth the gamble. You're getting a guy who's been sidelined for a long time, whose injuries were the reason that he fell out of the NFL I would assume at this point he is fully healed. Yeah, right? full, so, fully healed. And I think a, a major thing is fully vaccinated now. That was a huge yeah. thing why he wasn't being signed is because, you know, teams Correct. didn't want to deal with that. Now I think that shows you that he's actually all in it, wants to, you know, really, you know, is is all in and wants to, you know, turn his career around and then have a second chance. So I think that's I think it's worth the risk. I, I think it's definitely worth the risk. He's going to be comfortable in the building. He's going to be comfortable with a lot of guys that were on the team when he was there. I, I, I think it's a great signing. I like, I like it as well. Uh, how about another free agent uh, that has, you know, it's being talked about a lot over the last week. How about uh, Odell Beckham Jr., who was well, obviously well, released. Why can't he go away? Released by the Browns. Uh, <laughs> Odell, Odell has not been really relevant for the last couple of years, you know, on the Browns. No. Do you remember that trade uh, from the Giants with the whole, you know, Julius Peppers, you know, just, just mm-hmm. that. I, I remember that night. I just remember being at home and, and seeing that trade and Everybody on Twitter goes crazy. Everyone on NFL Network goes, 
Browns are Super Bowl favorites. Like, this makes him Super Bowl favorite. Like, look at the moves they're making. He just never panned out to half of what he was on New York. He really did not fit that offense. Him and Baker never saw eye to eye. The stat, look at all the stats. Baker Mayfield plays five times better when Odell's not out there. Uh, right. So I, I think it's a good situation that they, you know, parted. But now let's talk about the teams that he's going, you know, to, to choose from. Uh, the, yep. the three teams in the mix right now, Packers, Saints, Chiefs, uh, you know, three, you know, the Chiefs always are looking at a wide receiver every time, they, you know, someone gets released. Uh, the Packers need another wide receiver. They always have needed another wide receiver besides, you know, uh, Devontae Adams. And the Saints don't have a wide receiver. But <laughs> I think out of the those three that they're, you know, the least uh, contender out of, out of those three. Uh, some other teams that they're talking about, uh, Patriots have been, you know, mentioned a couple times. Uh, maybe, yeah, you know, Seattle. Uh, but but out of those teams, I, I still think that the, the, the best fit would be the Packers. Uh, I think they've, they, 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 this rumor has been around for a while, you know, the, the Odell. You know, first it was there, – there was always wide receivers at every trade deadline that Devontae Adams was always saying, let's get help. And, you know, Rodgers was like, mm-hmm. let's, let's get help. And that was the whole reason to the falling out. You know, they never drafted a wide receiver. But I think this is the first time they're going to say – Let's get Odell. You know, Devontae Adams came out yesterday, said that he's talked to Odell. He feels pretty good about it. I, I don't think he's going to go to the Chiefs. I, I just don't see how that'll fit, you know, any better. Uh, and then if he goes to the Saints, what, what, you, you want Trevor Simeon throwing you the ball for the, for, you know, the rest <laughs> of the year? And, and that team, you know, isn't well, a lock to make the playoffs either. So the best pick for him is to go to Green Bay, be the second wide receiver, take the, the double team off of you and put it on Devontae Adams, and – Go out and you know, have your you know career kind of take off again because the if you're on Green Bay with Devontae Adams on the other side, he should see you know increase in targets and you know get back to his old self and, and catching the football. Well, number one, has OBJ been relevant since he had the one-handed catch against the Cowboys in the end zone? He, but that that you know I always talk about that is is like if what if that never happened? You know, he seems. I don't a, think. He still was, he was a really a good, good wide receiver. receiver. He had three or yeah, I think three really elite wide receiver, you know, years in 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 New York. Uh, but you know that 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 play like put him on the map and you know really you know showed people what you know what he could do. Yes, but but he's been injured for the last three years. He is a cancer in the locker room. He only went the the Browns thing made sense because you thought Javis uh, Jarvis Landry his old teammate from LSU would would have calmed him down and and kept them you know his head in the game but you you mentioned it exactly perfectly in that he is not a number 1 wide receiver so going to the Saints doesn't make any sense to me at all because he was double teamed in Cleveland and couldn't get open so why are you going to put him on a team with Trevor Simeon and a double team every down that that's not going to help him and the only comfort of New Orleans is he went to college there so that doesn't but overall doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever and the Saints are a team that could easily fall apart the rest of the year and, and possibly not even make the playoffs so I don't see that happening the other two are very viable options I think you're not giving the Chiefs enough credit in terms of a viable option number one is since they lost Sammy Watkins right McCall Hardman has never stepped up to be like the the guru number two right they have nobody working the intermediate routes you you, you got Hill going bonkers going deep and and the large the long crossing routes and you got Kelsey doing the straight down the middle you know catch the ball but nobody's working the receiving type possession type eight yard ten yards 15 yard routes 
and, and they just, they've lost that, you know? So I think that that's a really viable option. However, I completely agree with you. His best chance for success and his best chance for potentially winning a Super Bowl is probably in Green Bay. Yeah, because, you know, as as much as, you know, I agree with you on the Chiefs part with, you know, they, they need someone like that. But in terms of, of what we've seen the Chiefs do, you know, with bringing guys in, they, you know, the, the veteran guys that they brought in, Josh, Josh Gordon, you know, for instance, is your has can't he, get on the field. Has he caught a pass? No, he's not on the field. Uh, he's, I think he's caught one pass all the time. What they bring in Le'Veon Bell, you know, last year he he ran yeah, the ball like work. twice. Like, I I I I think the Chiefs have their guys, and even though Michael Hardman yeah. hasn't stepped up to be the the second guy. Like he's their guy, and and, and yeah. they like you know they're 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 guys that they've had for years, uh, you know, uh, they've been with this whole dynasty, and I think they they like their guys the way that they, uh, uh, the way that they play. So I, I think Odell right. going there, I think his his role is just not as big as if he goes to Green Bay, which I think he ends up going to. I think that's what he he yeah. ended up picking. I agree with you. All right, but I, to- I wouldn't be shocked if he went to the Chiefs. I wouldn't be shocked because. Hey, you gotta chase a ring, and you know, I, right now, I will. I will be shocked if he goes to the Saints. No, I don't think there's a chance. I don't. I don't think so. All right, let's get to Week Ten. Let's preview these games. Let's give you our start sits. Uh, how about we start with Thursday night? Obviously, our episodes go out Friday morning, so we will. Either, we will either be really right or really wrong. But I have a strong feeling about this one: Ravens, Dolphins in Miami, Thursday night. Ravens are on a roll. I talked about the Ravens uh, on the last episode. I really like how they're playing. I understand the injuries uh, that happened before the season with the defense, you know, a couple corners going out, uh, all the running backs going out. But the way that they've kind of done it by committee, I think is really something. And the Ravens are showing me week in and week out that they continue to run the ball. Lamar Jackson is is a different type of, you know, know, player. He is a special player. And that defense at times has, has stepped up when they needed it to step up. So right now, in my opinion, you know, the Ravens are on the come up. And if they win this game, will be, you know, tied for first place in the AFC. Mm-hmm. I think right now is the best team in the AFC. I think they're playing the best football of anyone in that, in, in that conference. So I, I think that doesn't stop against the Dolphins who, you know, yes, they won a game last week against the Texans who, you know, are now confirmed against the worse than them. <laughs> Uh, right. But but the, the the Ravens should dominate on the ground, you know. Tonight, the the, the Dolphins really have not been able to do anything on uh, on uh, against the run. You know, uh, they they this is the best rushing football team against the worst rushing football team in all mm-hmm. of football. I mean that that's that's as lopsided as it as it gets. Uh, the Ravens should dominate time possession, uh, dominate on the ground. Lamar should you know Lamar Devontae Freeman has really kind of stepped out as the number one guy on the on the ground game. Le'Veon Bell has, you know, gotten involved too. So I really like, you know, this position as a touchdown favorite for for the Ravens uh, to lock in on Thursday night. I'm, I'm a little taken aback. You're throwing stats out. Mm-hmm. to, to you, And you're, you're spot on on the rush game one. Look at uh, you. I mean, I, complete, I, it doesn't I get, get it more lopsided than 160 <laughs> to 70 yards a game. You know, it's it, they double them up on the rushing yards. I'm going to make it even funnier, right, with stats. The Ravens have actually won the last three games against the Dolphins, all three of them by more than 30 points in the last three years. They also, the Dolphins have only won two games this year, and in both games they scored 17 points. 
If you tell me that the Dolphins are going to hold Lamar Jackson and that Baltimore offense to under 17 points, I will put my house up. Like, that's how confident I am that Baltimore will win this game. I don't care about crazy Thursdays and all that crap. And, I, you know, and I'm not calling blowouts in Cowboy games anymore. But I'm telling you, tonight it is geared up for a 20-point win for Baltimore. I don't want to use my lock this early, but it's as close to a lock as you can get. Because, yes. you, know, I, you know what I do. I like to save my locks for, you know, some, some questionable picks that I, you know, yep. that not everyone's thrown out there. And I got, a, I got a crazy one, you know, at the end of the year. But that's Thursday night. Okay. I think the Ravens win easy. Uh, let's move yes. to 1 o'clock. Uh, we actually have two back-to-back 1 o'clock games for, for our Cowboys, and we'll start with mm. them uh, on the first Sunday game of, uh, of this week. Falcons-Cowboys. Cowboys, again, a 10-point favorite. We know the last time, last week, they were a 10-point favorite of the Broncos. 6-2, uh, and two, Falcons 4-4. Four and four. Uh, You know, the, the, the Cowboys dealing with injuries, I think, is, is a thing that's starting to haunt them like it did last year. Randy Gregory goes down with an injury. That means both Which is the top, huge. top huge. defensive ends are out. Tyron Smith uh, is he's not going to play. Is is not going to play. You know, still dealing with no. an ankle injury. That's the left tackle out. So you're now dealing with a lot of injuries. You know, against a Falcons team that has shown that they're exactly what they are—a 500 team—but is very capable of of competing and and you know beating probably you know any team in this league. So the way that Matt Ryan has been playing, especially without Ridley getting Pitts involved. Uh, getting his other guys involved, Cordell Patterson, you know, a, a great you know play to win the game last week. But I think more importantly is this defense. I think the defense has not been. It, it's not a great defense, but it's not as bad as 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 we I think we all thought uh, this right. year. Uh, they're you know definitely better against the pass than the than the run. I, I think this game you have to go to Zeke uh, if he's healthy and Pollard run the ball then work off that because. I, I think that the Cowboys went into last last week's game attacking on the pass and, and, and were too aggressive, did not call the right plays, and they got screwed in the end. So th- th- this game, I, I think the Cowboys can win. I think they can bounce back. I think the 10-point spread is a lot for a team that just got blown out uh, and that's dealing with a lot of injuries like this. Um, I like that they're at home. They have been you know better at home. But this could be a close game we've played the falcons a lot of years in a row now i feel like feel like every game has been close mm-hmm. with them so i i think if i was a betting man i think falcons plus 10 is is the way i would go but i think the cowboys can win this uh this game and pull it out so a couple things number one greatest one of the greatest games i've ever seen in my 50 years of life was last year's game right the the, the incredible know, we, comeback and the onside the incredible kick. comeback and the onside kick and all that and the 40 39 win so that was really fun so if we get a game like that that that, that would be interesting mm-hmm. um but there's a couple things here the falcons cannot run the ball you know i mean Cordarrelle patterson is having a phenomenal year through, as through a year, sort of yes. through the air you know running some plays from from the running back position but they have no running game they average like I, I think it's like 38 yards a game. I mean, it's it's so pathetic. They cannot run the ball. If Dan Quinn cannot look at his old team and figure out a game plan that is going to work to stop this offense, then we have bigger issues. And if this team doesn't come out with a sense of urgency and responsiveness to what was a unbelievably lackluster affair last week, I am going to lose my mind. So. Micah Parsons is going to probably play in that Randy Gregory spot. So let him have at Matt Ryan. He's going to get two sacks. He's going to keep Matt Ryan running around all day. 
And I just think that this is a week that Dallas gets back to just doing everything right. Michael Gallup is going to be a huge lift for this offense. We have been missing him since week one. And I think giving that number, giving a number, uh, a third wide receiver that is that talented and a deep ball threat is going to give Dak another weapon. Dak's got another week to get back on track. I'm not calling it a blowout, but I think Dallas is going to win and cover the 10. I, I think we saw something last week uh, with, with, with this team. I think that this defense we've been giving a lot of praise to over the first, you know, uh, eight weeks because they have been good uh, and they're definitely better than what we expected. But I think it's a defense that feeds off the offense. So I think, oh, definitely. definitely. I, I think we saw what happened with the offense. They did as much as they could. And when the offense could do absolutely nothing, they, they, they folded and they, you know, they couldn't feed off the fact that, oh, we know our offense is going to score 30. So, you know, we can, we can take risks here and take risks here. Correct. But when our offense, you know, can't score a point, you know, we we have we 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 can't play that great of defense. So I, I think it this this game is is on the offense getting back to track because with the offense will come the defense. So that's uh yep. that's what I what I think is gonna happen in this in, in this game. But Zeke I think could have a, a bigger game if he's healthy for that. Uh so I, I, I like Zeke and I like Pollard in this game. I think they're gonna pound the ball. All right. Uh let's let's move on. Let's go to Saints Titans. Uh, that's a good matchup at one o'clock. Anybody uh, playing? <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, uh, Simeon's gonna start once again for the Saints. Uh, they'll go into the number one seed in the AFC, the Tennessee Titans, coming off a huge win versus the Rams. Uh, they didn't play great, but they got a win against you know the number one or, or one of the best teams in the NFC. Uh, without I, Henry. I, without Henry. Uh, I. You know, I, I think they're going to be able to take down a Saints team. You know, we saw them play pretty bad on offense and get it done because the defense has really stepped up for Tennessee. I mean, Kevin Byard has been absolutely incredible at the safety position for them. We talked about yep. the D-line. We talked about Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, they, they should be able to get in Simeon's face. We saw Simeon throw good passes last week, and then, you know, when Grady Jarrett and some of the other defensive linemen they got, and, you know, they, they they blitzed with uh, Deion Jones, got in his face. Simeon not so great under pressure. So that's mm-hmm. I think we see a similar result. That Titans you know front is going to keep on wrecking offensive line. So I, I like them. I, I think it could be an ugly win, like a low scoring affair, because the Saints defense has been yep. playing good too. Uh, you know I think it's a low scoring affair, but the, the the Titans should be able to win by three. I do believe. Yeah, I I actually I was kind of going a little bit back and forth on this. Only from the perspective that, hmm, you know, with New Orleans right now, you know, Simeon is not the problem. And obviously, Kamar is doing all that he can, catching the ball and running the ball. But when you really start diving into the stats, they have no other talent. You know, I mean, Callaway is a one-play-a-game kind of person. Uh, Traquan Smith has disappeared off the face of the NFL map. You know, Jawan Johnson and, and Adam Trotman are they're backup players. They're not starters. Like, there's just not enough talent on this team. And Tennessee is littered with talent. And don't get me wrong, man. You know, he only th- ran the ball, you know, like maybe six or seven times. But, you know, down by the goal line, Adrian Peterson still had a lot of muscle. Yep. You know, they, they couldn't get him down, they could not. the Rams. So I, I look for Adrian Peterson to get more carries this week. Uh, him and Dante Foreman are, are a nice little one-two with McNichols being more that catching back. You know, I just think that, you know, with Julio and A.J. Brown healthy again and this defense playing as good a Titans defense as I've ever seen in my, my lifetime, 
I, I like the Titans. I, I think overall they're still a strong team. They've won five in a row. I just I don't see that, that ending. I would start Adrian Peterson this week if you're like low on on running backs or have buy issues, you know. And I just I re- I, I if you could if, if there's a possibility Tennessee's defense is out there, grab it. Yeah, I've grabbed him in a couple leagues, you know, if, in terms of like waiver wire uh, defense. Uh, but I think. If you're looking at a player, you know, you're looking at late, we're in late season trade, you know, season, we have a couple more weeks until a lot of fantasy leagues have uh, the trade deadline. A.J. Brown had a 48% target share last week in the game against the Rams. If that doesn't tell you what the impact of the Derrick Henry injury uh, is going to do in terms of fantasy for this team, I don't know what will. So uh, if anybody out there is looking to trade A.J. Brown, um, you're not grabbing him from me with that, any trade that's offer. That's something that I would look into. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's go to uh, <laughs> let's let's stay in that in that division. We'll stay in the uh, AFC South. Uh, Jaguars, Colts, the Jags. Are we buying into you know a, a win streak here after their Bills win? Uh, I'm not. I think the Colts uh, still favored by ten. Uh, Vegas isn't buying it, so neither will I. Uh, the Colts. We 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 talked about it. You know. The running game, Taylor and Hines have been extremely good together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, it's re- really reminding me of, you know, Taylor looks a lot like, you know, rookie year Zeke, and then Hines is kind of that Pollard role. So we're seeing a good one-two punch there. Uh, they're they're going to beat the Jaguars, you know. We, we, we saw some fluke games last week. I'm not buying into, you know, the Jaguars starting anything. So Colts get back to 500 over the Jags. Oh, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. And, you know, I mean – you don't have Josh Allen playing against Josh Allen this week. No. So, you know, I mean, there, there was that going for him. I think he just kind of played over his skis because of it. But uh, I think T.Y. Hilton will be back this week. So if he's back, you could play him. Uh, you're, you're still going to play Pittman. Pittman's becoming more and more of the go-to guy uh, every game. But Jonathan Taylor is unstoppable. And I just, I think he's going to have a field day. That, that's the one thing Buffalo cannot do. Buffalo can't run the ball. You know, and if you're just going to be a one-dimensional team, then Jacksonville can do a lot of things to, you know, to hurt you. But this team is definitely two-dimensional, and and I think that they will they'll win relatively easily. Ten, and, I mean, ten and a half. I, I think if I'll give it, I'll lay. Honestly, it. If the Jaguars lost last week to the Bills. It probably would have been more, but ten yep. and a half. I'll still take that for the Colts. Uh, huge, huge matchup in the AFC: Browns, Patriots. Both teams at five and four. I think we need to start talking about this division in terms of the AFC East. Who is the best team in the division? Because the Patriots right now and the Bills sit at five wins each. You know, five and three for yep. the Bills, five and four for the Patriots. Um, I still played. say, hands down, the Bills are the better team. They have not played yet. Um, I, yeah, I, I they got to they got to figure it out. But that team, on at least on paper, when you look across the board at every yes. position, um, they are better than. I New think England. obviously they have the better roster, but playing football right now, I like how the Patriots are winning games. Uh, Jones yes. is doing what he has to. They're running with Harris, Stevenson, you know, and Bolden. Uh, mm-hmm. They're getting it to a different wide receiver usually every game, so it's not you know a definitive number one role there. Uh, and, and the and defense the, is playing well. Yeah, the defense is playing really well. Uh, the Browns coming mm-hmm. off a huge, you know, a huge win over the Bengals. You know that they they absolutely dominated without OBJ and showed you know that they can do a lot of things, you know, without him. So, yes, but now I you have was, to deal with what about Chubb being out again? I was leaning Browns, and then the COVID thing comes out and said Nick Chubb will be out with uh, with COVID, and I switched my pick over the Patriots oh. because, whoa, this team, you know. 
with Nick Chubb in the lineup, they, they had one game, and that was the Thursday night game with Dearness Johnson going off against the Broncos, and yeah, 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 you know. <laughs> but this team is so different with Chubb and Hunt, and now you're taking both of them out the lineup. Can can they do it again with Dearness Johnson against a Patriots run defense that has been pretty damn good? You know, the defense as a whole has been pretty mm-hmm. damn good. So they only give up 19 points a game, right? So. I don't think I would not bank on it to happen again with Dearness Johnson. Um, I I think without Chubb, it's going to be put on Mayfield's shoulders. Can he do it two games in a row? That's not really been his forte for his career. Not you know not the most consistent guy in the world. So Belichick will have a plan. Uh, I think it makes it easier without Chubb. I think the Patriots uh, close game, but I think they get the win at home. Hallelujah! We finally have something on the opposite side of one another. Oh, I, like I was that. afraid we were going to go chalk this whole week and be like, okay, we're not going to make any ground. So I feel good about your New England pick because I am banging the table as my lock of the week. Oh. You said it has to be something a little bit, you know, more dicey. Lock of the week, the Cleveland Browns will win this game. Okay? And so so it's just spoiler alert, my lock yep. of the week is also an upset as we come as we get down okay. the line. So, you know, So here here's the three reasons that I really like the Cleveland Browns this week. Number one, you are not giving enough credit to Ernest Johnson. I think, you know, Chubb 2.0, while he is not Nick Chubb, he's not far off. And when he's been in the lineup, he is, he, he is performed. And he can go out and give you 80 to 100 yards. And I think he's going to do just fine. Look, he goes Number, out and does his 100 yards for a touchdown and two. They're going to win yeah. this game. I, I just, yes. I'm going to bank on but, that he can't do it again. And I know Belichick's going to, you know, take the run out and, and put it in Baker's hands. And I am I'm telling you this is the week that Baker's going to have a monster game. Mm. All right? I just think Baker's going to throw for 285 and two to three touchdowns. He's not going to turn the ball over. And Cleveland's going to win this game. Donovan Peoples-Jones and David Njoku are both going to have big games. And look, at the end of the day, New England has beat one quality team, and that was the Chargers on a week that the Chargers decided not to show up. Every one of their wins otherwise are garbage teams, you know, and Mac Jones has played good, but there's nothing about Mac Jones that has been incredible. And I think at the same token, Cleveland's defense is so underrated. I mean, they're, they're probably the third or fourth best defense in the league. And Miles Garrett might kill Mac Jones this week. Like, Mac might end up in the hospital if, if Miles Garrett hits him four to five times. So I'm going with Cleveland. I'm thinking Cleveland's got to get their freaking act together because they are going to be a playoff team. And if you got to beat this one because these two are both, you know, vying for that last playoff spot. Yeah, this is a huge game for the, you know, the standings. You know, the, the winner goes to, you know, two games over 500. The loser goes to 500. And in that AFC, it's different from the N- N- NFC. You know, And you have the head-to-head win. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of teams, you know, vying for, you know, those wild card spots. So huge game there. Uh, let's go to a game that we might agree on once again. Bills, Jets, uh, Bills, 13-point favorites once again. Uh, you know, huge huge outright loss to the Jags last week. Um, I, I think it is revenge week. Uh, Cowboys will get revenge. I think the Bills also get revenge on their loss. Uh, you know, I, I think the, the, the Jets obviously starting Mike White again. So we'll see Mike White once again. Hopefully he can stay, you know, stay in the game this time. Uh, I think the thing that the Bills have done well, when the offense hasn't, you know, shown up, I think the defense still continues to show up. And, the, you know, they, they lost to Jacksonville. They lost 9-6. to six. They didn't allow a right. touchdown. Right. Just the offense couldn't score a touchdown. So 
the defense is still elite and it's still at the level, you know, that that you know, it's still the defense that had two shutouts early in the year. You know, it's still mm-hmm. a defense that is, you know, probably top five in the league. So I, I think the offense just needs to get back to what we talked about last week, being simpler, having Josh Allen, you know, just throw the ball, maybe getting the run a little more involved. I think eventually, I know I keep saying this, but I think eventually Zach Moss is the better pure runner. Uh, and I think he'll get more involved. So I think Moss is a sneaky play as, you know, this team maybe tries to switch something on offense because this is a couple weeks now that they, that it's been, you know, kind of hard to get going. So I'll let you pick your receiver for Buffalo because you do that every week. But I think Zach Moss, they're going to yeah. try to get maybe this run uh, more involved. But Buffalo's going to win handily because somebody's got to light a, a match under that offense's ass right now because it's just been atrocious the last two weeks. But this team is geared for a blowout win, and this is a good opponent to get it. I don't like... Uh, you know, it's funny, you, you say Zach Moss, but if you really look at the stats, uh, Singletary is actually averaging almost five yards a carry to Moss's 3.6, and he's got like over 120 more yards rushing. So, you know, while Singletary doesn't get as many touchdowns, one to Zach Moss's three, I still like Singletary as sort of the lead back. But this is a week that you've got to go with Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. They're going to have magic this week. Stefan Diggs loves playing the Jets. He's going to go off. He's going to have a Stefan Diggs type game. Nine for 120 and at least one, maybe two touchdowns. You heard that. Stefan Diggs is that. the pick. Uh, Stephon, and then on the other side of the ball, I really like this Elijah Moore. I went out and picked him up in fantasy football leagues this week, and I'm going to start him. I, I just yes, he had a breakout game last week, but every week they are finding more and more opportunity for him to be on the field. And no matter who's playing quarterback, they are looking his way. He's a good looking rookie. Yeah, I'm pissed off because I, I said he was a sneaky guy you could draft in leagues, and then he didn't show up the first couple weeks, and I, you know everyone dropped him, and now he's starting to come back. So nice of him to do that. But yeah, I like Elijah Moore as well. Uh, and Stefan Diggs, slot him into the DraftKings because you said he's going to go off. And slot him in. Too. Have I been wrong? In we- have I been wrong this year? You have not been wrong on the Bills wide receivers. Uh, all right, uh, Lions Steelers. Steelers playing much better football, but you know we could talk about the Monday night game. Should they, you know, have won that game? Uh, the refs, you know, kind of helped them out there uh, with the, you know, the Bears playing pretty good on that game, but uh, they come out with the win. Uh, you know, they 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 really played a weird game because I didn't think they played as good as the Bears but they they won the game you know we, we you know we talked about the refs uh but but still they they, they still managed to score 20 29 points and mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger really didn't throw for you know that much 200 yards Najee Harris had 60 yards their leading receiver Johnson uh, Dante Johnson had 50 yards like I I, I I watched the game and it was just weird how that you know the the outcome was but they're playing better football the Steelers I still don't believe they're that fantastic of a team. Uh, that defense, I think, is stepping up, though. Uh, they're going to take on Is the there Lions. anybody better right now in the lead than T.J. Watt? No, there really isn't. I mean, he Besides is. Besides maybe Miles Garrett. I mean, T.J. Watt is he just unreal. Has, he has his way against any offensive tackle in this entire league. So uh, they're going to they're gonna dominate. Uh, the Lions are going to keep, you know, dropping games as they continue the tank. Yep. Uh, but, I, you know, for the Steelers, they're, you know, obviously going to get the win, but a six and three Steelers team is something that I did not see coming. So definitely, mm. you know, going above my, you know, expectations, mm. but I still am not, you know, entirely believing in them. Well, I believed in them early in the year. You gave me flack for it. 
I still, I still thought this overall roster was strong, and I didn't think Ben's career was over. So I, I'm a little concerned. I don't think Clay, uh, Chase Claypool is going to play this week with the toe injury. Um, that's going to slot James Washington into his role. So he might be an interesting wide receiver flex type option. Uh, you know, if, you, if you're looking for somebody and need to pick somebody off the waiver wires, I'm sure he's there. He might slot in really nice because every time that, you know, both or one uh, Deontay Johnson or Claypool have been out, uh, Washington's gotten a few catches and, and definitely some targets. But the one person that I love right now, and he came through for me on Monday night, and I, I'm he's becoming a really good target, and that's Fryermuth, the tight end. Yep. He looks good. He looks like a baller. Yeah, he's... He, he, I, he uh he, he's a he's a good tight end like he he he's the perfect package of a good blocker and and a good receiver you know good red zone threat. Um, I remember calling him four touchdowns. He scored his first touchdown. I said you know he might be a sneaky play because he's you know getting reps over Ebron. That was earlier in the year. Now he's really becoming the number one tight end. So I like well him. and with and outside of Najee Harris, he leads the team in touchdowns now mm-hmm. with four. So I like him. Yeah, pick up pick up Pat Fryermuth. Pick him up. All right, let's move, let's move on to the Buccaneers. Penn State, you know, tight end you. I know. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to Buccaneers, Washington. Uh, the Buccaneers have are to? back in action. Uh, I'll sum it up like this. Uh, this is actually a rematch from the wild card game last year with yeah. Heineke, you know, making his debut. Uh, and almost winning. I'll make it short. It's Tom Brady off a loss, and it's Tom Brady off a bye week. Uh, it doesn't Price. get much more confirmed win than that. Uh, they're minus nine and a half. I'll take that easy. Uh, pretty yeah. simple as that. I think the Bucks go in uh, and, and get it done. Leonard Fournette, just mark my words, Leonard Fournette, you have to play him this week. You, he is you going and, to go bonkers. You and Uncle Lenny. Yep, I love yeah. Uncle Lenny. Right. I, and I love, I love Tampa Bay. You could play everybody on their offense. All right, let's keep it going. Uh, four o'clock games. We have four of them this week. Uh, let's start with Panthers-Cardinals. We talked about Cam Newton earlier in the the, uh, in the show, we talked about the Panthers signing him. He's not going to start a quarterback. It'll be P.J. Walker this week. Uh, hopefully, and That's all I need to know. Hopefully against Kyler Murray and uh, and DeAndre Hopkins. They should be back on the field. I expect they will. Uh, but even Murray's if they aren't, play. I think Cole McCoy played good enough where they could beat a Panthers yeah. team with, you know, with P.J. Walker starting. Uh, but what I have to say about the Cardinals is the way that they played last week, we talked about it, really proved how good they are and how talented their entire you know, just their roster is uh, James Conner coming out party. I think he's a start, you know, now in fantasy. If, you know, he was dashed on your bench all this time, it's time to put him in. Chase Edmonds out with, with an injury. Out. Maybe could be for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. Uh, he's going mm-hmm. to get not only the carries, you know, the bulk of the carries, but he's going to continue to be the red zone threat. They're going to continue to run the ball. They run the ball a lot. You know, you wouldn't think mm-hmm. of it if it's Cardinals offense with Murray and, you know, all these weapons, but they run the ball a lot. So, Connor slots in as a must start this week uh, against the Panthers. Do, do you know how many touchdowns James Connor has this year? Um, I'm going to go with Don't 11. Look. 10. 10. Yeah. I mean, how? Well, he has, you're right. He has 11. He has 10 rushing. He has 11 overall. 10 rushing touchdowns. Like, this guy has run the ball 115 times. One out of every 11 time he touches the ball, he goes in the end zone. I will say this. I was never a James Conner fan. I never liked him in, in Pittsburgh. You pummeled I, him before the I, season started. I understand. I, I never liked him. But he looks 
a lot different in 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 a Cardinals uniform. Looks much slimmer, much you know quicker, yeah. and definitely is in a better scheme than he was in. You know, obviously a better offensive line than he was in in Pittsburgh because he looks like a different yeah. player. Uh, but he does. We're, both, we're both taking the Cardinals minus ten with yes. PJ Walker. I like it as well. Yes. Yes. Uh, let's keep it going. Chargers, Vikings. The Vikings continue to get hit with just tough game after tough game. Uh, Chargers. And, that, and, they, and they got Dalvin Cook, who's, you know, being investigated for right. domestic violence. Look, I said this. I said that the, the Vikings season ended when they lost to Cooper Rush and the Cowboys. It got even more ended when they lost to Lamar Jackson in overtime in a game they should have won against Baltimore. And yeah. it gets they get their heads chopped off and their season is. You know, I don't even know how much more over it can get when they lose to the Chargers and Justin Herbert. Herbert has been balling out. He'll continue to ball out against a Vikings defense uh, that cannot stop the pass. Um, if there's ever a week for Mike Williams to return, oh, to don't even bring his damn up. It's this week, but you know, Keenan Allen continues to be the top guy uh, for the Chargers, um, and and I, I think they can get it done. Three and a half. Uh, I like that a lot. Yeah, I do too. I like the Chargers too. I think Minnesota's got lots of issues. But you know what's amazing is every. I'm going to give you a stat, or I'm going to give you an uh, an idea for fantasy football. Every I'm in four leagues. Every week this year that I have played somebody in more than one league, that person has gone off the rails. And this week, I play Austin Eckler in three of the four leagues. If you don't put Austin Eckler in your, in your DraftKings or your fantasy football lineup, you're crazy because the gods are not favoring me this week. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they're foreshadowing what's about to happen uh, in, in your fantasy Yes, league. it's going to be a 30-point Austin Eckler week. Watch. He, need, he needs one of those for sure. All right, uh, let's keep it going. Oh, do, have we arrived to the upset AJ's lock of the week? Have we arrived to it? Does he dare do it? I, I, I don't even know what I'm about to do. But let's go to Eagles. I, I'm, I'm scared of what you're about to Let, do. Let's go to Eagles Broncos uh, for a second. Obviously, Broncos coming off the win. Uh, let's let's not dare say or repeat what happened. But coming off a blowout win, huge upset, keeping their season going against the mm -hmm. Cowboys and the Eagles. You know, played the Chargers really well last week, uh, but but came up short. I, I, I will say this. I guess you could already tell by now my upset lock of the week. Lock the, of the week? Is the Eagles. Eagles? Uh, <laughs> I have watched. Hold on. I'm, I'm actually sweating over here. I have watched Cowboy football for 18 years. Uh, that means being a Cowboy fan, you watch a lot of NFC East football because the mm -hmm. division's always close and you're rooting for the Eagles to lose. You're rooting for the Giants and the Washington to lose. I cannot say how many times I have seen this in my life. Where the Cowboys will play a team, a, a team that they, you know, should have beat, you know, or, or, or maybe a team that they, you know, that they were favored in and they lost to, you know. And and they'll talk about that team, this team being the Broncos. Oh, are they, is that a, you know, this team is, is, is on fire now, you know. This team, that's a, it's a huge win to go in and dominate against the Cowboys. Then they go against a fellow NFC East team the week after, and they lose. I can't tell you how many times I've seen it over over 30 times in 18 years that I've been watching football. And guess what? It's going to happen again. I already see how this game goes. It'll be a close game. The Eagles will somehow come out and win, and everyone will go, 
well, how did the Broncos beat the Cowboys and then just lose to the Eagles? I'm telling you, <laughs> it's how football works. It's how the NFC East works. Jalen Hurts has a good game. I think he really gets, you know, uh, Devontae Smith going. I think Devontae Smith, a 100-yard game for Devontae Smith. The Eagles are going are, are gonna to upset the Broncos. Mm-hmm. I called it. Okay, well, listen, when the LSD uh, trip ends, <laughs> can you call me back? Yeah, I'll let because you Because I have no idea what you're thinking, okay? First of all, I think what we noticed last week is Denver's defense is extremely, extremely good, good. right? They're able to shut down the run. Their corners are, are, are strong. They have They could get pressure on the quarterback, and... You're dealing with a offense right now with Jerry Judy back that looks formidable, right? Judy, Patrick, Cortland Sutton, Noah Font, and Alberto. You, you, and then you've got two beast of a running back heads with Javante Williams, who's emerging as one of the top five rookies in the league, and obviously Melvin Gordon. Way too much for at home against an Eagles team that shows me nothing. They show me Devontae Smith in, in, in little spurts, and they show me that, you know, if they run the ball, they can have a little bit of consistency running the ball. But even last week against the Chargers, they had like nine conversions on third and long. They didn't turn the ball over, and they still couldn't win. And don't get me wrong, the last three times that the Eagles have played the Broncos, the Broncos have won by 25 at home in all three games. But no, you are not getting your upset pick this week. Denver is going to win by more than a touchdown. And Jerry Judy will be the player of the game. Just, just you watch. Just you watch. That's all I'll say. Okay. We'll move on, but that, just okay. you watch. Uh, this should, okay. this is game of the week. Uh, Can't wait for what you week. got right, what you got wrong next week. I know it could be, it could be interesting. Uh, Seahawks, Packers, both teams will get their quarterback back. Uh, Russell Wilson will suit up for the Seahawks. Uh, glad we don't have to see any Geno Smith. No offense to Geno Smith, but I don't want to watch that anymore. <laughs> Uh, and good thing we don't have to watch any Jordan Love anymore. I hope that's the last time we ever see him play because that was also <laughs> rough to watch. We get Aaron Rodgers back um, as well. So everyone will be, you know, full strength uh, for the most part, getting their quarterback uh, quarterbacks back. Um, I, I think Green Bay at home, um, I was tempted to look at Russell Wilson and say, yeah, they're back. And this team was playing good football when he was, you know, quarterback. Mm-hmm. But they're still missing, you know, uh, Chris Carson, who is rumored that he could, you know, suit up, but I, I'm it's not, I'm be not next sure week. as of yet. No, it's going to be next week. Um, but I, I think the Packers, uh, with with Rodgers back, you, you've seen the stats, you've seen how they play. They're just a, a two, you know, side, uh, two 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 sides of a different team. Um, I think at home, especially not having to go into Seattle, uh, the Packers are going to get this win. Uh, close game, I do think, but. I think the Packers, especially nine straight at home against the Seahawks, uh, mm-hmm. especially, you know, they've played plenty of times in the playoffs. Uh, they beat, you know, the, they've owned them in the playoffs, Green Bay. Um, I like I, I like Green Bay in this one. You know, I really wish we knew for sure if Chris Carson was going to play. Mm-hmm. I, I think he could be the difference maker. Like, I w- I'm with you. I'm, they, they I'm taking him. They're not, they're not running the ball yes. nearly as good. No. And – with Wilson and Chris Carson back, I, I might be tempted at the upset, but being that it's in Green Bay, being that they're getting healthy, uh, and with Aaron Rodgers back, uh, I'm going to go at Green Bay too. But I, I'm, I'm a little iffy on the confidence of this pick. Yeah, it's a, 
it's an you know it's it's kind of a toss-up game and you'd think you know Packers at 7-2 Seahawks at 3-5 and five, it wouldn't be that big of a toss-up but I, I think this both these teams are so so different than what we've seen you know in the past couple of weeks without their their quarterback so um yeah. Russell Wilson makes all the difference in the world yeah I mean completely like DK DK and Lockett's you know yeah. fantasy status are, are are back up to the top you know where they were the first yep. couple of weeks so get those yep. you know guys back get Carson back if he's if he's back in um but I think the Packers right now, uh, defensively, they showed that they can hold a pretty good offense at 13 points. And if Rodgers was playing last week, they would have won. So Rodgers back this week. I, I'm, I'm not going to count a bet against Rodgers. Um, yep. I'm with All you. right, let's get to the primetime games. Um, a little AFC West matchup Sunday night, Chiefs-Raiders. Um, every AFC West team at five wins right now. So this could very well be for, you know, first place in the AFC West by uh, just what happens in the uh, – uh, in the day for the Chargers and the Broncos, uh, but this is uh, th- this is we didn't even talk about this. Another mm-hmm. you know kind of hiccup for the Raiders. They released Damon Arnett, who was a former first round pick, who was awful and was never good, and he got never released good. on some you know charges or whatever. Uh, but another you know distraction for the Raiders. Another guy gone. Uh, I-, I I think that. You know, I saw an interesting stat today. The Raiders five and zero. All five of their wins when when Derek Carr throws for three hundred more yards, they are zero and three when he doesn't throw for, for you know three hundred or more. So, th- this team I think really needs to pass the ball against the Chiefs. Uh, Jordan Love was unable to pass the ball, and they really could stack the box and you know stop the run. Uh, with, you know, Aaron Jones was just not successful the entire game. Uh, but the Raiders, a more competent quarterback in Derek Carr, he's going to get it out to. Uh, to Waller and Renfro. Uh, I, I think Renfro, I guess what we saw at a one-game sample size, that he's now the number one wide receiver and, you know, Edwards without a catch. So I think, you know, Renfro's starting to slot in as a, you know, viable flex option. You know, obviously Waller's mm-hmm. the leading, you know, receiver, but, you know, tight being a tight end. Uh, but but this game, I think, comes down to the, the, the Chiefs are just, I, I think, culture-wise. 